Hello and welcome to our Substack story. This is episode seven, covering July and August 2023. Claire and I have had a little bit of a break, so we took our the July episode off and we did say we'd try and keep this episode short, but I think we've got so much to talk about. You never know how long it's going to be. <laughs> I'm Helen and I'll just hello to Claire. Hello. <laughs> hello. And Claire and I haven't actually spoken to each other for a couple of weeks, so it's all quite exciting catching up. Right. Where do we start? How has your summer been so far? Oh, yes. I... I think it's gone quite quickly, actually. And I was saying to my daughter yesterday that she goes back to school next week and I can't quite get my head around that. And um, yeah, we've had the last bank holiday in the UK until Christmas. Oh, goodness. Over the weekend. And so, yeah, it seems like there's a long period of time now till Christmas, doesn't it? But yeah, nearly in September. I'm happy about that, I have to say. Can't lie. You and I are so opposite about this time of year, aren't we? Yeah. Go on. So you go first. You enjoy. You you tell everyone oh, yes, how you yes. enjoy this sharpened pencils moment. I of the am. Year. I'm. I'm very much into September. I have done a lot of thinking over the summer as to how I can carry on with my writing without burning out again so having that summer break I wasn't intending I was only intending to have off a couple of weeks but I've been quite sporadic on Substack over August because I've been thinking about what I want to do and I wanted to take that time and not just rush into just rush into chasing all the shiny objects again because I've been there, I've done that, bought the T-shirt, bought the <laughs> jumper, bought the whole... I could do merch on it, you know. Tea towels. <laughs> yeah, tea towels of yeah. chasing the shiny. I am a shiny, shiny object chaser. So I really <laughs> wanted to make sure that did not happen again. So yes, um, apologies to people who read my Substack that it's not been as full on as I intended it to be. But I think people reading have also taken a break as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe every year I just need to, August is going to be a quiet time and and not worry too much about it. But yeah, so in that respect, it's been a really good summer, but I don't know. Do you want to talk about your summer first before I talk about my big revelation that I had? I mean, I've already written about it on my Substack, but for those who haven't read it or listened or watched, sorry, my YouTube video, they might not be completely up to speed. So I can talk about that later. So let's talk about your summer first. How has yours been? Uh, very similar to you, I think. So mm. I, um, I mean, gosh, this is... It's a surprisingly long time ago. It was the middle of June, I think, or uh, late 18th of June, I think, the last time I posted. Mm. And then we did, um, we put a, a podcast out at the end of June. But I knew, I mean, things were ramping up um, stress wise outside of writing life at that point. So I just knew I needed to take a, a decent sized break. Um, and I wanted to take the pressure off really as to 
how often I would write or anything like that through the summer. And I really needed that. And I think, you know, immediately it meant that I was able to help my daughter at the end of the school year. But also since then, just again, for me, it's having that thinking time. You know, I I appreciate that in the vast majority of our podcast so far, I have found a way to waffle on about headspace and my this this eternal like holy grail of of headspace. And so I've really, really spent the summer diving deep into how I get that um, and and how I I just get to be the writer and creative that I want to be and not pulled in so many different directions even if not you know less overtly chasing the shiny but just kind of mentally Mm. all the different things that come in and distract and take us away from where we want to be so this summer um despite the fact even the last time that we spoke and I was like oh yeah come and um come and join me over on Instagram I'll be posting on Instagram all summer even though I won't be uh writing on Substack I've pulled off Instagram and that's the first time in four years, uh, four and a half years, I think, deleted the app off my phone. And, you know, I wasn't not a big poster at all. I did share stories quite regularly, but that's been eye opening as well, because I think even from a place where I felt like I edited what I consumed in a in a positive way so that I was only following people that I was really interested in what they were saying or people who were talking about mindset stuff or other books or whatever it's just the sheer volume of the noise that you take in every day so yeah I've had a really really quiet summer I have read and watched and thought and made notes and I I feel like it's really taken me back to you know what I love what I want to put in and what I want to put out so so yes and I love you know as we'll come on to in a minute when we have to discuss September I love the summer I love the break from routine and every year I kind of look forward to this space where we're not working our lives around the school run and we're not got to be here and there and everywhere else where we can just be and just have that space and time to think I love it and I've really really used it well this summer so yes I've had a very nice summer excellent yeah that's one of the reasons why I like that bit between Christmas and New Year yes, for exactly that reason it just it just it's just so lovely that you don't feel you have to be anywhere do anything write anything work on anything it's, it's a deep breath it's yeah. a it's a it's a space where there's no expectations yeah. on you and um and uh, yeah, I'd like to live in that space. <laughs> I w- yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, or at least have one of those spaces every month is like yeah. the dead zone or something where you just, <laughs> sounds a bit more, yeah. but just that complete, oh, you can't beat it. But I feel I missed out on it last year 
because of the whole burnout thing and I yeah. normally I bounce back because that is just such a rejuvenating time and I bounce back well you kept the membership club running over the summer didn't you I think you then literally yeah. had two weeks off um but while many of us as participants were like no I need the summer break away you kept it going for those who wanted to be there mm. so you didn't really have that extended space i think it's needing that time to just rest think journal if you need to but just having no expectations on you i think so many of us skip through that process we just think that we just need to keep going but it i yeah i don't know i can't think of the word i'm looking for but i it's just a really really crucial time that we need whether we have it I think so I think um you kind of get in this you know like you should you should all the shoulds and the the idea of um productivity and the 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 frequency the commitment to turning up and all things like this and you kind of distract yourself with that that you just keep going but then actually Mm. the quality of your work will suffer and I think if you know that you want to put out good stuff you need to have the headspace to create that stuff and you then kind of start to because that's where I was getting mm. that I felt like I was churning work yeah. out yeah um and it was you know it's still fun to read but it wasn't I wasn't able to get to the depths of what I wanted to put into it because yeah. I didn't have time and yeah. thoughts we did talk about this in a previous podcast but also I think there's times when you feel like doing the physical writing coming up with the number of words legitimizes yourself as a writer you can say oh but I did a thousand words today I did this that and the other I worked on my novel I've created a a newsletter I've written this that and the other but we kind of especially if we're not a you know a, a millionaire Uh, prize winning author already you kind of feel guilty or embarrassed to say well I sat around thinking today you know like that's not part of what you do but you have to do that and I think that productivity has a a face on it where we we're supposed to like make the best and do this that and the other but there needs to be big holes in it to let you figure out how you get to doing the best and I think that's what this summer has been for me yeah yeah I think exactly the same for me. And it's funny because we haven't spoken to each other for a couple of weeks, but I think we've been going through exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I was watching your, uh, I think it was what you're going to go on to talk about, but reading your last post and watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, we're on, we're on the same journey here. That's brilliant. <laughs> Which is, yeah. All good news for going forward. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My big revelation, even though I call it a big revelation, you just think, God, that's so blooming obvious. It's not that big a revelation. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, this is just so powerful. How I'm never going to see my writing or or writing business in the same way ever again. This was all at one o'clock in the morning, by the way, on a Friday morning. (laughs) So everything was going on in my head. So what happened was I was planning or brainstorming as I do at the beginning of every sort of key time. So September and January, I tend to do this. And I was brainstorming a list of everything that I would like to achieve during autumn. 
And I was a bit apprehensive before I started doing this list anyway, because I had had so many ideas in my head over the summer journaling, but just mainly kept in my head. And a lot of it was because I, I, you know, I could see other people were doing X and another person was doing Y. And I was thinking, yeah, this is such a fantastic idea. I could do this too add it to my list so there I am brainstorming all my stuff and I wrote it down and instead of feeling lighter because I'd got everything down on paper and a kind of mis disorganized mess I actually felt worse and I thought this is how I normally feel when I've done this exercise I I'm not feeling excited I'm not feeling lighter because I've extracted all the st- like the pensive from your head, you take it. Yes, off. yeah. <laughs> None of that ha- happened. I thought, well, this isn't right. And for a couple of days, I kind of processed it a bit. And I remember picking my daughter up from her friend's house, and we were driving along, and she's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just, you know, processing, t- thinking about writing, thinking about my business and everything." Oh, okay. So she's fine. You know, goes back to Taylor Swift. You know. <laughs> but this went on for a few days and it and obviously I went to bed on a on the Thursday night and this had been the situation with me for a long time for for a few weeks I I was struggling to go to bed at night normally I switch my light off and I'm I'm out but it wasn't happening for me and it got to the point where I didn't want to turn my light off because I didn't want to just lie there Yeah. yeah So anyway, I don't know if I'd been watching YouTube or playing Plants vs. Zombies or I, I, or what. I don't know what I'd been doing, but I think I'd turned my light off and then I had to turn it back on, pick my phone up and write myself an email to, to myself because, and I think I called it, oops, I did it again, taking on too <laughs> much work. <laughs> so channeling Brittany... And in the, so that was the headline of the email. And then in in the main body, I I just wrote scrub the bite-sized courses. So I was obviously thinking about my Substack and how I was going to come back, do my bite-sized courses. But not only that, I was thinking about doing masterclasses that I could sell through Eventbrite. I was thinking of doing Skillshare courses all these different things relating um, and mentoring, one-to-one mentoring, different things relating to helping other people with their creative issues, with their mindset issues, with their fears and confidence and everything like that. Everything that I did within the Confident Creative Club, basically. Oh, and I was also going to bring back live productivity sessions as well. Yeah. And I'm like, Helen, what are you doing? You've you're just going back to where you were pre-burnout and actually adding more stuff to it, but just not doing it under the umbrella of the membership club. I was yes. doing it under the guise of um Substack and then all the additional stuff as well. So yeah, I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you adding all these extra things to your Substack, to your blog? And it occurred to me that I didn't think my writing was enough on its own. And I, I, I'm like, 
you're you know I I mean I can't even verbalize it that that this is how the situation I was in I was like you don't think Helen that your writing is enough so if you did a substack that was purely my essays purely my take on things and yes around confidence and creativity but you didn't think just simply your essays articles um threads whatever they were would be enough without bringing in something yeah. else that you can offer to subscribers which is the bite-sized courses and it was it was a very powerful moment for me because I thought Helen you don't have to do all that and if I stripped all that away what I had left was my my storytelling my writing my essays yeah and I thought and that's when I thought as well that I also enjoy creating videos which is just storytelling but in another um on another platform instead of writing you filming but I thought wow (laughs) wow that feels so good just not doing all of that I, I just can't get over the fact that I was adding all this in Yes. Because I had no faith in my own writing. And this even includes, for example, putting putting an ebook together of all my essays and selling it on Amazon through through the KDP or whatever it is. I didn't think that would be enough either. I it's it's just it was just an incredibly eye-opening moment. And I Mm. I just think that made the whole burnout thing worthwhile and because you you learn something don't you from yeah, yeah. these moments but also yeah what what a life lesson what a for with my creativity that all, all these years that I've been offering my mentoring and offering courses I'm not saying I'm never going to do courses or masterclasses no, no. ever, ever again but it's not going to be my number one thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that is really. I've written three pieces about this on my Substack in the last couple of weeks. So the first one was this revelation where I didn't think my writing was enough. Then I talked about putting it into practice, and then the one I put out the other day was with the um link to my YouTube video where I actually talked about this process that I've been through but also how I creating all my tasks and projects going forward without all the extra stuff in and showed it on the video so yeah it's been a real journey a real revelation and I know when I mentioned it on Substack that a lot of other people said they this has opened their eyes as well I think this is just the words that are coming into my mind that it's been the same thing for me I've been mm. my figuring things out over the summer simplicity clarity simplicity. yeah like the clarity of that thought and I think mm. we we don't mean to distract ourselves yeah. we think we're doing the right thing by adding more and being more and but like you say, the pernicious side of that, even when, because I wouldn't do it consciously, I'm very conscious of avoiding the shoulds. I'm very conscious yeah. of, you know, doing what I think is yeah. the best thing to do, following my intuition, blah, blah, blah. 
but it just seeps in all the time mm. that you're not mm. doing enough that what you're doing isn't good enough that yeah. and that's what you're subtly telling yourself and I think you know as well as the it's it's again even if you don't mean to be pulled in by what other people are doing you're seeing this all the time even on Substack which feels like it, it there are different rules there's still people making rules that are different you know I know that you've you've talked about rules and um in a post before but you see people still using it in a way that feels very uh labor intensive pulling you in different directions creating all this different content and um it you know pulling yourself in many different ways and that you know obviously that might work well for other people but I think for both of us we're just like hang on a minute exactly you know if you were creating in a vacuum if we were taking all of this and so you got you really see this dual side of the the value of these internet spaces in that we got this huge opportunity to share our work in a way that creatives haven't for years and years and years but then there's this huge counter opportunity to be distracted to put your eggs in baskets that don't actually work for you or spread them all around or dilute yourself because you think that that's what everybody else is doing or I don't know I, I just yeah I'm back on the yeah simple and clear I just want to write what I want to write and people will like it or they won't and um... yeah I'm absolutely with you I'm really quite excited I mean I'm still going to be writing about a lot on my substat because yeah the ideas keep coming and we're in my planning video I'm like right I'm gonna do eight posts that's two a week on my substack okay and I've just looked at it today and I'm thinking, ah, but I was going to write the essay about Arnold Schwarzenegger this month. But that's not that's not on my I'll just add it in. <laughs> so No, <laughs> no, I know. I feel a bit the same that I'd kind of got a very loose plan for September yeah. and then something moves and then you go, oh, no, but where's that one going to go? Oh, yeah. I'll have to move and yeah. But we can do it. We can keep the faith. We can do it. And I I think September is going to be, I will probably maybe do too much, but it's going to take time to scale it back, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be waffling there, but I was going through my my list of what I want to do this week. And obviously our Substack podcast was going to be one of my eight per month. But now I'm thinking, but yeah, if I'm doing the podcast on that day, that means I can't do that on that day. So maybe the podcast should be an extra. I don't know. Do you have your podcast as one of your posts or is it an addition to? I think it's an addition to. Mm. Yeah. So I would write something. I'm I'm weekly now. I'm not going for yeah. twice a week. I'm weekly. So, yeah. Um, but I haven't quite figured out, you know, how that will fall but I think I want to stick to writing one piece once a week. but if it was eight I would definitely have it as one of my eight <laughs> oh, I just don't Something know over. give me because then you're building um future yeah. bank ideas and yeah yeah there is that there is that yeah maybe I should just do should I think we need to take a drink every time we do have a glass <laughs> of wine with us when you're doing this every time we say the word should 
but I don't drink, so that would be really messy. Neither do don't... I. That's hilarious. I think people would definitely pay to listen to two people who don't drink drink every time they say the word should. That would be incredibly messy. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yes, I I think I know where I could change it over so I'm not doing more than eight posts per month. Yeah, it'll be it's going to be interesting going forward because I am I am going to slip up because I am used to doing so much and thinking I need to do more, I need to do more. So it's going to be a constant reminder, I think, to say, no, it's two a month, it's two a week, Helen. Two a week. That's all you need to do. I mean, yeah. you say all oh, that's that's much you know most people offer one a week I'm sure so that's still a lot of content I know but I think I do have a lot more time than other people I'm just saying in terms of you know what you what people receive from you yeah don't think only but yeah if you're thinking in terms of your production time yeah yeah that's less pressure on and that's the other thing I think when you when you, I'm talking to the uh, listeners really, but when you're looking at what you can offer, don't compare yourself to somebody who does do this for 30 or 40 hours a week if you work full time and do this at the weekend. So, yeah. or, or are looking after children and you only have an hour in the evening once a week or something. So how much you can do is different to, for everybody. So, Claire, before we broke up for the summer, we did talk about doing a kind of review of what our Substack experience has been like since we started. And I just remind me, when did you start on Substack? Was it the end of January? It was the end of January. So our first uh, podcast, I'd only been uh, on about three days, I think. Gosh, that'll be seven months now, won't it? Although obviously I haven't actually really posted much for about a month and a half. But yeah, we were thinking about, you know, looking back and reviewing that. Um, And for me, that has come into these sort of deep summer reflections a lot as well. Because I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I haven't prior to this really, apart from Medium, um, and then before Medium, it was just sort of the longest amount of words I could fit on Instagram. But, you know, when you go back and read your stuff, and you're like, oh, cringe. I looked, obviously been looking back through everything that I put on Substack. And I mean, at one point, for much of the early months, I was doing two posts a week. So there's quite a, a body of work there already. Yeah. Um, I've got about 40, 40 posts, I think, which seemed a newsletter. A lot of seemed- words. Uh, yeah amazing really looking back on all of that I am really proud of what I've done and how it sort of grew and and shaped as the time went on but also I could really see the things that I loved writing the things that kind of so you can see that growth in the journey of the deep dive newsletters like I recognize the first one where I kind of took a topic and went oh Oh, and what about this book and that book yeah, kind of covers yeah. that in this way and that was so exciting because that really is how my brain works but I'd never really had the the space or let myself explore that through words and share it with somebody else before um and that was really interesting and I mean I can remember some of my friends coming after that post going oh my goodness this is you know this is very you and this is you know really interesting to read and 
And then when you put that seed in people's heads as well about a connection, they can bring their own ideas to yeah. it as well. So you yeah. kind of have different places to go with that. So I really enjoyed those. And I definitely think that kind of developed as it went along and obviously one of the um I really enjoyed the one I did about Margate that was a lot of fun to put together and how again that had all happened magically and but obviously one that I felt real I really loved putting together was the Ali Smith one that yeah. was then picked the staff pick which is an incredibly proud moment to see that that was shared because I felt that was really good but it's also the other side, because again, it's like kind of mining everything I've done to figure out what I enjoyed the most. And invariably, what I've enjoyed the most is what's been most engaged with and yes, cross well. And people have been like, oh, yeah. The other side of it is the kind of the creative nonfiction stuff and the bits where I've written and gone a bit deeper about me mm. and my experiences and things that are going on for us but written about it in a creative way and I, and I you know always tried to put a bit of that even into the what this week's but then that would grow and so that's really interesting so I'm not quite sure how I take that forward but I know that I want to yeah so I'm going to try and build in more pieces like that where I'm using my experiences and what's going on for us but kind of writing and sharing them in a creative way and I really enjoy that so perhaps going to try and um, add more of those in going forward and I really liked um, sharing the post about when me and Em went to um, Edinburgh there's a post called Travels with My Daughter yes. that was yes cool. um, and the one about uh, reading with the children and stuff and then there was a what this week that I really turned up the dial on that and that felt really freeing as well so so things like that really just really seeing how it's developed and remembering what I felt like when I wrote it and you always go yeah this feels quite good yeah this feels quite good and it's really interesting I put a post out a newsletter out about a week and a half ago sort of you know readying readying everyone me most of all that I that I'll be coming back and what I'm aiming for going forward but in that I thought well I will share some of my older posts and links to those and reasons why because um you know obviously you gather people as you go along the journey so there will be people who haven't seen and read my earlier posts and one that I included was the Edward Enninful post. I read his memoir, the um, editor-in-chief of British Vogue. I read his memoir very early in the year and I was blown away by it. I think this year, I suppose, because my writing journey is moving on, I am really connecting with reading about other people and how they behave creatively or they engage with that creative energy. And I mean, his memoir was full of things like that. It was absolutely fascinating and inspiring. And so I was really excited to write about that and share it all. And I think my enthusiasm was kind of coming off the page as much as his had to me in the memoir. And part of me was like, well, this isn't really a book that, you know, most people would think about picking up if they're not particularly interested in fashion or anything like that. But I had a really good response to that because of my enthusiasm mm. going into it 
And so people were like, oh, wow. And then, you know, me, I'll put lots of links to videos and things underneath so that they could find out more about him and watch an interview with him and all things like that. So I, I think it's just, again, that for me is another learning point on this journey that I really just need to share what I'm enthusiastic about and people will come with you then. And that, when I wrote that learning point in my post the other week, somebody's come out and gone, oh my goodness, that's, you know, that's really struck me. So yeah, I think this whole uh, journey has been, you know, newsletter by newsletter, you're just shifting and learning and then to take space to look back through it all. But I mean, doing this podcast, I've absolutely loved it. And it's over a year, it was July last year, when you invited me to be the guest on your very first Hiding Under the Desk podcast. And you sent me an email with the headline, like, don't don't have a meltdown but (laughs) um and I was just like but I knew that it was the right thing to do anyway it worked so well and we both enjoyed doing it so much and I can remember messaging you afterwards going oh if there's ever a chance for us to do more like this Mm. I think we work really well together on that level and so to say we're doing this now once a month this is part of the work that we're putting out and sharing and people look forward to listening to it and we get all these messages I mean there's been somebody lovely like where are you this summer and it's just zoning in on those bits where things do click into place and if you listen hard enough there are there are plenty of them you know you have to push yourself a little bit because goodness me I wouldn't have dared do this a while ago and now I love it and it uh, feels quite natural to do, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, it's not something that feels like work to me, um, yeah. other than the little recording button on the top left, but it just feels like we're having a chat and talking about Substack. And I know both of us do feel a little bit out of practice because it's been six <laughs> weeks or so, <laughs> maybe more, um, since our last one. But, yeah, it, it, it it's one of the highlights of my substack i think doing this but i don't really include it as such because it doesn't feel like work absolutely that and i think it's again it's um just yet another underlining the fact that when you're doing what you love doing and you're doing it with authenticity it it resonates people Mm. are going to listen to that and that's what's happened people have enjoyed listening to two real women (laughs) talking about in a not perfect way non-linear journey but we're both here and we're both smiling still and we're both finding our way forward I mean you know we're talking about pulling all this noise out of the way over the summer even though I'd stepped back from Substack it never occurred to me that I wouldn't come back because this where I want to be yeah and I will if I've got to cut lots of other things out to give myself the best chance of doing this the best I can then I will because this is where I want to be um and you know doing this podcast is a really important part of that for me if we'd have gone in another way you know back to what you were saying before about the shoulds and the shiny the shiny shoulds that's what we'll have to call them 
we could have been like oh we should do some uh podcasting because lots of people do that and that's you know that'd be a good way to get and then it's not been like that at all this has been a very organic well me and you were doing this journey and we both like talking and we both like talking to each other about it yeah let's see if anyone likes listening so I think you know when it works um and they're the bits to stick with that seeks quite nicely actually into I think when I look back at some of my favorite bits from my Substack, and I did some posts on the book by Austin Cleon, Show Your Work. Show Your Work, Show Your Work, whatever. Yeah, yes. quite, yeah. Quite, I've been to bed since then. But <laughs> I think for me, that was quite a turning point in my writing because I don't know, maybe previously I didn't think anyone would be interested in what I had to say about somebody else's book, but I really enjoyed diving into that and putting my pulling my thoughts out or my own experiences with what he was saying in absolutely that and yeah yeah, and because the book really spoke to me I felt very passionate about that and it really leads into what you said about sharing what you're enthusiastic enthusiastic about and people will come and I I think there those posts were some of my highest engaged posts I've written absolutely that and it it is absolutely like you could see in though it wasn't just you writing a book review or going oh yeah this is a good book like you had read that absorbed that and then applied it to your own journey so relatably that yeah it was a it was a joy to read those posts oh thank you but yes but see the reaction to them as well and and that I think from that is why I thought I'd start the on my Substack. I it's not going to be a book club in a traditional sense of it, and it's only for nonfiction. But it's so I can read a, a nonfiction book like in September it's going to be Emma Gannon's the, the Success Myth, and just pull out the bits that really spoke to me and and my yeah. creative journey, and then asking the readers which bits they they related to most as well or what lessons they've learned from it but it's just going to be something that I do that's quite relaxed nothing like traditional book clubs when you go around yeah. I don't know I've not been to I've only been to one I think um where you sort of go around and what do you think about this what do you think about this but um so that might be a bad example but yes that's how it sort of started from those Austin Cleon posts and I know when I was talking earlier, I mentioned I wanted to do a post on Arnold Schwarzenegger and I keep putting it off because I think, why would my readers be interested in Arnold Schwarzenegger? He might not be everyone's taste as a, a in movies or even in, in his politics. However, he did this documentary on, on Netflix. I remember being quite sceptical when my husband was going to watch it, but I thought, do you know what? I'll, I'll watch it and yeah the sort of things he was saying really inspired me and so it was an yeah. inspiration from an unexpected source and do you know what I've also so I want to write about that but I keep putting it off because it, I know it's going to be quite detailed quite in depth quite yes, yeah. as well 
but yes i i really want to 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 do that and to do that justice i want to write about the book yellow face but not in terms of a book review this is obviously fiction as well but yeah, in terms yeah. of how the main character is in the publishing world and how that made me feel when i yeah. read it and how that made me feel about because i'm on the cusp of submitting to agents and how I'll be if I get taken on touch wood when I get taken on we're touching a lot of wood here we are touching wood for you Helen (laughs) (laughs) so if I get involved in that industry how but all the the sorts of feelings that yellow face brought up for me in terms of fear of success and what that might lead to in terms of trolls and stuff like that so yeah really really want to write about that but again it feels quite daunting because it's something I think when I'm really passionate about something and enthusiastic about it I get a bit scared because I want to do it justice Yes. Yeah. That's that's the sort of direction I think I want to go in. And also, don't laugh, but there was a podcast with Gary Barlow where he said some stuff and I thought, oh, about creativity. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I could pull that out and talk about that. And then again, don't laugh. Watch the Tyson Fury documentary series with his wife, Paris. I know nothing about boxing. I've never really, I I think I heard about Tyson Fury. If you'd have said, who's Tyson Fury? I might have said a boxer, not 100% yeah. sure. The, and the Gypsy King not really heard that sort of kind of brand slogan thing, USP thing, whatever it is that he uses. Certainly never heard of his wife. Um, never heard of his brother who was in Love Island, but I had heard of Molly May, who he's had a child with. I don't know if they're married or not. Um, anyway, long story short, but there was something in that that I thought I could write about as well. And I I like finding something topical like a Netflix documentary or maybe even the Kardashians, which I'm currently watching on Disney Plus, but something from them, pulling it out and relating it to my creative journey, that gives me a lot of enthusiasm and um, inspiration. It's something I like to dig into more. When you you get those points, I know that you are always writing things in your notebook, what I've started to do, because I absolutely feel the same with you about the um, the, the, the the stress that you get a bit stuck before you get started yes. when it's when that you're excited about. What I've started to do, and I think this might be a bit of a shift for me, is like open everything. I've got a million drafts open, so I'm literally just shoving in a link or a quote or a, and then just a few words, and then you've started something but within your actual Substack. Within right? Substack, so I'm there going, okay, well, this one's going to be on, you know, this deep dive is going to be about this topic, mm. and I'm like, oh, I've just seen that. I'll put that link in there. But so I've started it. Do you yes. know what I mean? When I get to sit down, and the other, sorry, I'm ever so sorry. I feel like I've hijacked you. Talking no, no, about I love this. this. Um, something that might be useful because this does has worked for me might be useful for somebody listening is what I 
I've taught myself to do over the summer when I've started writing in these multiple drafts and getting things ready for September when I've had a little bit of time here and there is limiting myself to an hour and then walking away. Um, and I think for, for other people that might be more, but mm. for me, I think um, I would get so like by about an hour, the good stuff has dried up and I'm moving the word the from here yeah, to there yeah, yeah. or deleting, um, what does it call it? Like the, the the law of diminishing returns that, you know, if I'd done an extra and suddenly I'd be like, you've been staring at that for three <laughs> or four hours and you've, you've not written more than you wrote in that first hour. And yet if I go away from it and come back, I think, sorry to interrupt, but I just think that's going to be a game changer for me in actually making all these ideas happen, not just because I do that a lot, that what you're saying, going, that quote, yeah, that would be a brilliant topic mm. for then. And then it just stays written in my notebook. Um, and it's like, okay, well, if I've got all these things open, even if it's something that I don't want to post about till next month, if I've got an hour and I haven't got an urgent deadline, I could write an hour on that and close it up. And so next time I come back, there's a lot more meat to work with that is a game changer because I'm already thinking of what I could be doing as you're talking. Okay, I'm going to give that a go. Next month, we'll come back to it. We'll rev yeah. revisit. Does this help us push forward with writing about topics that are a bit scary? Yeah, because I think, that I, you know, I know that really um, landed when you're saying that. I do that so much. I have so many ideas. And in the end, I just let them go because I haven't turned it into the yeah. next thing. You just sort of stop on the brink of it. So I just want to find a way to use them, especially as you're talking about things as they're kind of time relevant, current, the documentaries yeah. just come out or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. it just makes yourself spend half an hour with it, an hour in an open draft. And it doesn't have to be the piece that you'll write that week, but you've just done something on it yeah yeah i think i think that's really good advice and it, i'm do you know i didn't think anybody would else would feel like that as well and it's always you know you get inside your own head and you think you're the only one that sort of builds up or gets really excited about something but then doesn't write it simply because no, you're not the only one <laughs> yeah you don't think you can do it justice or whatever that's really that's so interesting. Really, really yeah. good. Having a quick look back at, at my Substack and thinking what my favourite pieces have been. And yeah, Austin Cleon was like a, a game changer for me and, and how it can lead to going forward. And I can see when I look at what I want to do going forward, how much that has had an impact on it, but without without realising that's yeah. what I want to concentrate on more going forward no I think and so if anyone's listening and you're at this point especially obviously you've got your back to school bouquet of new pencils <laughs> um but if you've got if you're thinking about having a, a rethink an overhaul a planning session for September just that point because Helen and I have both done this independently of each other mm. with no planning or meaning to looking back at what you've done what you in not even focusing on what landed really well and do, you know yeah. based your judgment on how what other people yeah. like what did you really enjoy writing mm -hmm. 
what did you feel you wrote it and it shifted something for you or it gave you a freedom that you were like oh I'll do this again or I'll do this again but differently or mm. you know you'll you'll know you'll know your favorite posts and I yeah. think actually for both of us we can see how consciously or subconsciously that has shifted to how we want to move forward yeah how interesting how interesting and yeah definitely and being definitely. wise when we didn't even expect to be wise I know, today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yes if you're writing certain posts because you think you should or making certain offerings because you think you should within your sub stack and you really don't want to be doing them then don't do them yeah that's my my advice <laughs> my so my yeah advice that nobody asked for advice <laughs> <laughs> both of us looking forward to september i think so i am yeah, yeah well, you yes. can't see claire's face but there, there wasn't <laughs> It wasn't. A, I will. I will be writing a post about this. I moan about this every year. I really, really. I think because I was saying earlier, I love the the freedom of summer, and it's even it's it's mental freedom, isn't it? It's just all of that, and so I just get so. I, you know, I'm not a big fan. I don't really like Halloween or even Christmas these days, the dark, all the, so I build up in my head and I, I always hated back to school as a kid, a university student. My daughter doesn't love it, you know, so it's all just like, but I know that probably two weeks into September, I'll have that space to be back at my desk and doing what I love. And I'll be like, what, what moaning about September? What are you talking about? I love this. So, yeah, but right now I'm just grumpy. Just don't mention September. <laughs> I will be posting about that because it does. It gets me every year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I I, I love September, but I, I prefer October. But September's quite nice. I like getting organised. I have got organised, at least I think so. And now it's just it's just getting on and doing the work. And sometimes you get so excited with the planning that you forget that there's work involved afterwards. Uh -huh. so it, it's sort of making that switch between planner to actually getting on with it now and doing the work, doing the writing. Yeah, it's a shame that we can't really just send out loads of part drafts and exciting notes and people understand. <laughs> exactly. So exactly maybe ai in the future you can just you put these things in and it will just draft this you know beautifully written essay maybe <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. not i don't fancy that either i can tell by no. your face claire <laughs> i think that sounds like a <laughs> dreadful idea we do enjoy <laughs> it really it's just the thought of it i think yes yeah mm. right well i will end the podcast now here I don't know how long we've been, but I think it's quite a good size. So, Claire, reminders. Can you remember where we can find you? Um, <laughs> well, honestly, partway through the podcast, I went, oh, my goodness, Helen's going to ask her. So I've, like, gone back through old notes. Claireholden.substack.com. Um, and my and my substack is called It's All About the Words by Claire Holden. Beautiful, beautifully done, Claire. As if I'd rehearsed it. <laughs> <laughs> and my substack is called The Red Fern and it's helenredfern.substack.com.
com. Right. This has been lovely, Claire. Lovely to it talk has. to you. I will see you again in another month. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening.